If you implement these six pillars of new wave relationship marketing, you can expect to see changes within the first week within your profits. You, It will increase your profitability. It will increase your customer retention. It will increase your social media growth and your social media engagement. Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. All right, how we doing today, everybody? Happy Tuesday for another episode of the Small Business Growth Podcast. This is the first official podcast of the Small Business Growth Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about something super near and dear to my heart that a lot of you probably have questions on, a lot of you might not even really know about, and a lot of you will benefit so much from this. And I can't can't wait to really dive into it. If you follow me on Instagram, you totally know about my ideals behind new wave relationship marketing. Today, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background of the new wave relationship marketing, why it can actually help your business, my six pillars to this, and then how to implement this today and what action items you should take today in order to start increasing your profits. And so the The whole goal behind new wave relationship marketing is increasing your profitability, increasing your customer retention, increasing your social media engagement, increasing your social media growth, and making you have a community of people around your business, no matter what type of business you have, that will love your brand and your product, but they will want to buy from you. All right, does that sound good? That sounds pretty good to me. Let's get started. So right now we are going to talk about new wave relationship marketing. This is shifting your focus from a short-term quick increase in sales to building long-term customer loyalty, retention, and trust. So you're changing the game from looking at like cost per acquisition, how much is it costing me to get a new customer, then how can I build more loyalty, build more retention, and more trust around my current customer base? And no, this is not just for companies that already have a customer base. This is how you can get a lifelong customer base, even if you have none. So what we're really looking at is we're looking at the difference between making a quick $1,000 extra with giving a promotion out today and sustaining a customer for life who spends $50 with you every month and for years and years to come. So we're looking more to retain customers, to create a community, to make people love you as a brand for not only your products that you're selling, but who you are and what you represent. And this might sound a little bit different than what you have thought relationship marketing to be, but we will jump into that. So new wave relationship marketing and creating customer retention is all a multiplier. It's all about retaining customers more than cost per acquisition. So 
This goes back to customer lifetime value. And if I can hit you with a little bit of a math problem here on this Tuesday or whenever it is that you are listening is there's three aspects that go in to customer lifetime value. If your purchase, let's say we are buying toothpaste. If your purchase is a $5 purchase and you buy this every month, you have to buy a new tube, a $5 toothpaste. We are buying some expensive toothpaste for $5 every month. You buy that 12 times a year and you need to buy toothpaste for the next 60 years if you go ahead and multiply all of those together then that customer is spending $3,600 with you over the last 60 years or over the next 60 years so you are not just looking at okay how can I get someone to buy my toothpaste right now I'm looking at how can I get someone to buy my toothpaste right now next month and what month after that the month after that the year after that and the decade after that so you can continue to make more money from that one customer it is five to 20 times more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain an existing customer. Let me say that again. It is five to 20 times more expensive to obtain a new customer than it is to retain a current customer. If you can increase your customer retention by just 5% this year, then you can increase your profits by 25% every year. So if you focus on customer retention, you can actually increase your profits by 25%. And that is because return customers spend on average 67% more their second and their third time buying than their first time buying because they already know, they already like, and they already trust your product because they've tried it once. They are willing to spend more money on it. So we're really going to be focused on focusing on customer retention and to how to bring those customers back to you and create a community around your brand. Now, like I said before, some of you might be like, all right, I thought I knew what relationship marketing was, and this is not really sounding like what it is. So relationship marketing was coined in like the 70s and the 80s, and this is when the advent of the loyalty programs, the punch cards, and all of the different things like that. And it was all focused on customer relations, customer experience, and customer collaborations. That was the three pillars of relationship marketing back in the 70s and the 80s. A lot of it was very service-based. It was very financial advisors and insurance agents and different types of agents that are there to help you that you need a relationship with. But now this has moved away from just service-based businesses. This can be online businesses. This can be in-store businesses. This can be physical product. It can be services. It can be coaches. It can be whatever you want it to be because of the lovely thing that we call social media. We are able to really leverage social media in order to create this community, create this love around your brand because you can stay so top of mind with an audience right now because you can always be in front of your customers, always be in front of people that want to buy from you. And those people will want to support you as well, share about you as a business as well. So that goes out to all of their audiences. It was eight. We were able to create a little bit more of a nest, which is our social media profiles now because we have the interwebs which is so lovely 
So like I said, the regular relationship marketing was a little bit more service-based, but now I have created the new wave relationship marketing. And what this was from was when I went to school, I was learning about all of the foundations, all of the theories, and everything behind marketing. And then I was learning really hard about the tactics and the strategies behind social media and how to grow that. And I saw a very strong correlation between the two that no one else had really coined yet. And I found, and then I started learning about relationship marketing and I was like, wow, this can really align with the things that I have found with social media. So this is very much so centered around the internet now, staying in touch with people and growing a relationship as the name would assume. So this is the brand's ability to emotionally connect with their audience. Robert Cialdini says that the marketing is more psychological and sociological than business in some cases. You need to know more about how people work than how businesses and technology work in order to get to where you need to be in your business because it's all about human behavior. And I know I've talked about this in other podcasts with other people that you need to focus on human behavior and learn how humans work and what motivates them to buy and how you can create a relationship with them. And this is what I am going to dive into with my six different pillars that I've created around new wave relationship marketing. I've been employing these principles for the last six or so years and I have watched businesses increase revenue tremendously with only a few hundred followers and it's all about nurturing the people you have. So you really don't have to have thousands and thousands of followers like people think. You can have any size audience and still make money from it. Once you realize that, you will change your mentality around your social media. If you have two or 300 followers, I have seen plenty of businesses make money from that, but you just have to know how to communicate with them, how to build relationships with them, and how to make them feel special that they actually want to support you in all of your business endeavors because they love who your brand is. And that is really what I'm all about with social media and with just building businesses in general. It's not just about having a large social media. It's about the business. It's about the community. It's about having the relationships with people so they want to buy from you because what you can offer them. So let's get into the six different pillars of new wave relationship marketing. So there are six pillars to this idea around marketing. These six pillars are having the correct mindset, aligning your company values with values of your target audience, consistent branding, sharing value as content, personable interaction, and creating community. Now, these pillars are not just for social media. They are for any type of marketing. This is more of a theory of marketing than it is specific strategies. Obviously, there's strategies within it that I'll go over, but it is more of a theory of marketing, and we are going to go through that. So let's start from the top with mindset. The new wave relationship marketing mindset is very long term because, again, we're looking at trying to retain customers for life. This is not just 
an overnight strategy that you are going to do these three things on social media and you're going to wake up and you have 10,000 followers and a 20% engagement rate and people buying up the wazoo for your business. That's not how this works. It's going to be a long-term strategy. But once you implement some of the other tactics and strategies and ideas, you will start to see sales increase right away because people that were kind of hanging out in the back end and were kind of, they were interested in what you were doing, but you just needed to actually motivate them through your messaging will buy. So in the beginning, you will see an an influx of profits with this, and then it will be a long-term strategy after that. But like I said, you will see an increase in profits. Now, back to mindset. You need to realize that customers are followers or followers are customers. Every follower that you gain is a possible customer of yours. It's not just that you are trying to get to 10,000 followers. You are trying to get to 10,000 possible customers. And that is where people make a mistake. If every single one of your Instagram followers buy from you, and you only have 200 followers, and I say only with a grain of salt because you have 200 possible customers in front of you. And if you can get every single one of them to buy from you, any business can make a lot of money. So you need to keep in mind that those people are possible customers of yours. And everybody that comes up to you, every direct message that you get, they are possible customers. You are here to build a community and to be a resource. You are not just here to sell sell, sell to them. You are not here to, to post pictures of your jewelry, of you working out, of all of this stuff and say, hey, buy my stuff because I am awesome. Yes, you might be awesome, but people don't just want to be sold to. People want to use social media, use email marketing as a resource. So they're there to either be motivated, to learn something, to be entertained, or to be educated. And that is what you are trying to do. You are there to be a resource for them. And that is the mindset shift that most people do not have. If you look around on different businesses, 80% of businesses just sell to you on their social media. This needs to stop in 2020. I am putting a halt to advertisements every day on social media in 2020, please. So tomorrow, try posting something on social media that is of value to your audience. I am getting way ahead of myself. That is a different pillar. But those are the mindsets. Followers are people. This is a very heart-centric way of looking at things. You are going to want to think of this as a heart-to-heart as opposed to a wallet-to-wallet. If you keep the dollar signs out of your eyes, the dollar signs will come more naturally. All right, so you're here to build that community. You're here to build relationships with people. Second pillar is aligning your company values with your target audience. You want to make sure that your audience knows what your company values. And this doesn't mean for you to go out and be political about it. This means for you to think about what it is that makes your company unique, makes your company different, and why people would want to to buy from you. Now, a good example of this is Patagonia. Patagonia is, they are a little vocal with their political views. I'm not saying to do that, but they on more on the sustainability end of things. They are very vocal about their sustainability views. No one is going to say that dumping trash in the ocean is a good idea. And if you do, there might just be some other conversation that we need to have. But everybody agrees that keeping trash out of the earth is a good idea. 
in the baseline of everything. And Patagonia is very good at sharing that and that all of their things are recyclable and they very much so emulate sustainability in every way that their businesses, they they support sustainable businesses, their spokespeople are sustainable, they make very sustainable contributions to things. And their audience, especially because their audience is very outdoor-centric, agrees with those values and actually people love Patagonia more more be more than just because of how great their product is but because of who the business is in general so you need to go more towards who you are as a company establish who you are as a company have values written down and share them Make sure these values align with who you are selling to. Make sure that there is not a conflict of interest there. If Patagonia went out and said that on Black Friday, instead of opting outside, we should all just go toss all of our garbage in the ocean, there would be a conflict of interest and probably an uproar somewhere. Get very clear on who your target audience is. Figure out their lifestyle. Figure out their behaviors. Figure out their motivation. More than just like they're a female and they're 20 to 30 years old. You need to figure out who they are as a person, where they hang out, where they consume their information, what motivates them, and what are their problems that you can solve. And then figure out what values that would align with your business and what you think and what your audience wants. Now, you just want to make sure that these values are things that you actually value yourself. Because if you cannot align with these values, either it's going to be hard for it to be consistent. So if you are not super into lifting weights and one of your values as a company is to get out and lift weights every day, that just isn't going to work because you need to emulate it and you want it to be consistent. And don't be afraid to share your values with your audience. People like to know who you are as a company. It creates your personality. That is all about what new wave relationship marketing is, is creating a personality around your brand and this brings us to our next pillar of branding and with branding we are trying to stay so consistent and your values are a part of your branding they are a large part of your branding and it's okay for you to share them but branding is more than just learning what your colors are what your font is what you are going to put here and there what's your logo your slogan there is more to branding than that branding is also the mood of the feeling that you want people to feel it is the messages that you are trying to share the mindset that you have as a company and the personality behind your brand. So what are the things that you like? What are the things that people do behind the scenes in your business? What is that personality that your business has that you want to share with other people for it to be really entertaining or motivating or educational for them and you want it to be very consistent now this isn't just on your feed you're supposed to have a very consistent feed whatever no you need to keep this consistent between in your store on social media on billboards etc so when you're on your social media if your social media is very bold and bright colors and very out there and whimsical and then all of a sudden they go into your store and your store is very dainty and pastel and people are going to be like are we in the same store like you just have to create this feeling this mood and this message around your brand that is consistent everywhere and again this is good to keep it 
consistent with who you are as a person as well because it's easier for you to stay consistent with it because it's what you like it's who you are so keeping everything consistent now branding is something that I will have many podcasts on and many guests talking about it because everybody has a different view on branding and what you need to do but the biggest thing with branding is to keep everything very clear concise and consistent. So when people see anything that you produce, any social media post, any billboard, anything, they automatically know that it's you. On social media, your goal should be that everything looks so cohesive that when you post a new photo, people do not have to look to see who posted it because they already know it's you because of the style of the photo or because of the messaging or the feeling behind that photo. So you want to stay so top of mind to these people. You want want to have more than just these are the best colors these are our these are our fonts but you want to stay so top of mind for other things within your personality of your business and all other things in order for more people to remember you throughout the day that is really what you're trying to do is to stay top of mind to your audience make people think about you so when it comes time if they want to go out to eat somewhere they think of your restaurant they need a new dress they think of your store if they want to lose weight they think of your coaching program so you want to stay top of mind so the three pillars that we've gone over is having that long-term human-centric mindset having your company values aligned with your very specific niche target audience, and having consistent branding that shares a message and makes people want to buy from your personality. And there's a lot to that. We can get more into it, but in other episodes. Four, the fourth main pillar is sharing value. Now this goes back to my not selling. You need to answer their questions, solve their problems, and you're mitigating all of these questions that they can ask or that objections that they are avoiding buying from you through your content. And now the value that you share can very much so vary between different industries. Some of this value inspiration for you can be DIYs, it can be recipes, it can be quotes, it can be how-to, it can be any type of applicable information to their life that they can use to actually better themselves. So if you are in the beauty industry, no matter if you do fake eyelashes on people, if you do hair, you can share outfits, you can share um, hair tips, you can share nail trends, you can share anything that has anything remotely to do with your industry at this point. Feel free to share videos, feel free to share DIYs, anything that they can use for their life. It's no longer just, hey, look at how beautiful this shirt is hanging on my hanger. It's, hey, you can pair this shirt with these pants, these shoes, and these earrings, and it looks beautiful. Look at how great this outfit looks. If you put this moisturizer on here, this is where it's helping you out. You are here to give benefit to people so they can actually use it in their normal life. And this makes it so you are actually giving more information than you are asking for them to sell. And then once you have a call to action, once you sell to them, 
they're actually more likely to buy because they feel like you have already given them so much information and giving, given them so much to benefit their life that two things. One, they almost feel indebted to you. And two, that they want to buy from you because they want that outcome as well. So giving them that information is huge. Some more business type things that you can share, business type values, are to share your hours, to share your schedule if you're more of a service-based business, share your offers as well, but you want to have other value out there. Basically, what you're trying to do with this value is you are mitigating new place anxiety is what I like to call it. New place anxiety is... For the people that feel awkward to do new things, to start new things, don't feel like you ever have to be awkward to go somewhere if you don't understand it. Put yourself out there. But for those people that don't want to do that, you are trying to answer all of their questions so they don't show up and they're like, shoot, what am I supposed to do? I don't really know how this works. You're trying to answer all of those questions. So if you're a yoga studio, tell them how it works when they come in. If you are a store, give them the feeling of your store. Give them the atmosphere, the the excitement or the the ambiance that your store will have your restaurant the same thing share that ambiance share the experience you are here to market to an emotional appeal is really what you're trying to do so you're trying to answer all of those questions so when they come in they at least have a little bit of an idea of what they are getting themselves into so share that value the next pillar is having personable interaction with your audience the biggest, biggest thing I can say under this is to be social on social media. I'm going to say it again. You need to be social on social media. This means responding to every comment. This means responding to every direct message. 80% of messages that go out to businesses on social media go unanswered. 80%. That means... That someone is coming up to your customer service desk in your store and you just look at them and completely walk away and not answer their question. These people are hot leads of yours. They are wanting to buy from you. They are interested in what you're buying. They are interested in you. You need to respond to them. And not only do you need to respond, you need to be interactive with them. You don't just have to sell to them all the time. Get into the direct messages and, and start a conversation. Reply to their story and be like, hey, like, I love this. This is great. I love this quote. Oh, look, you're doing something today that I've done, whatever. Be relatable, be meaningful, and have conversations to build those relationships. You don't always just have to be like, hey, yeah, you can buy this too. You want to actually have that conversation with them. Another way to have personable interaction is to show your face. And now I know there's some people out there that are like, Maddie, don't make me do it. Don't make me show my face. But if you show your face, people are more likely to buy from you. People are much more likely to buy from someone that they feel like they know, like, and trust. So if they know who you are as a business, if they like you and your personality as a business, and then they trust your business because of the different content that you've shared, Shared, the testimonials you've shared, the videos that you shared about the quality of your product, then they're more likely to buy from you. And the easiest way to, 
to change that is to start showing your face. A lot, a lot of my clients have never showed their face before. They'll get on their stories for their first week and they're like, I've had so many people reach out to me. I've had so many people message me and be like, oh, hey, or just just responding to what I'm saying. And this is not just for this solo entrepreneur out there that owns their own business. If you have a business that has a team, get your team on the stories, do employee profiles, let people know who is behind the business. Share the employees, share the customers, share all of the behind the scenes. Let people know what's going on behind the scenes. Let people see those late night dance parties when you're cleaning up the hair salon at 1230 in the morning. Let people see the fun that you have. Be real, be authentic, and be human. If I could put one word to new wave relationship marketing, it would be, I guess this is one phrase, uh, would be be human. You want to get out there, interact with people, build relationships with people, and people will come. Sales will come naturally to you. So many of my social media coaching clients are blown away that when they start to actually put their personality in there, when they start to be more authentic, more real, when they start to feel more comfortable on social media, how many sales they get in the first week of implementing some of this. So my action item for you today on that, before we get into my actual action items, is to show your face today, whether that just be like, drinking a coffee up in your store, or hey, we have an event this weekend. Hey, we have a sale this weekend, whatever. Get out there, show your face, let people see who you are. Lastly, this is the last pillar of new wave relationship marketing. This is create a community around your brand. People love to be a part of something. People love to be a part of something that other people are a part of. So if you can create a community around your brand that is outside of just like, hey, people are shopping here, you will strike gold. You really will. A lot of different businesses build brand communities. Google brand communities. You'll see Lego. Lego does this really well. Lego has people build with their own Legos, build a a big replica of something, submit it to Lego, and then Lego picks one person a year and then makes that into an actual box of like, here, other people can build this. And then they produce that one replica of something. Lego does really well. Harley Davidson has an incredible brand community. Every Harley driver loves other Harley drivers. It's the same thing with Jeeps. If you have a Jeep Wrangler, Watch Jeep Wranglers as they pass each other. They wave. Every driver waves at each other. It's called the Jeep Wave. It's super funny. When my mom bought her Jeep, she did not know. And all of a sudden she called me and she's like, Maddie, people just keep waving at me in other Jeeps. It's pretty cool. We Googled it. It's a thing. Jeep has a a great brand community. And more than just wanting to, to build this community, you can create a space for them to communicate with each other. If you can get your your community to start communicating with each other, growth happens naturally. And so how you can do this, if you are an online business of any kind, you can have a you can have a Facebook group. Even for physical store businesses, I've seen people that sell uh, different car parts. They have a Facebook group for their customers to go on to ask about car parts. Hey, what car part should we do? Can we put here? Where can we do this? Um, people that really like to put different accessories on their cars join this group just to be in a part of the group and then the subliminal selling 
selling happens because it's a part of your business. So really having those communities that people can ask if you are an outdoor retailer or if you are anything you can create a community around, let's say, like local hiking trails or the best different type of trail mixes or whatever, creating a community around different things. If you're a local brand, you can make your community just like explore Milwaukee or whatever city you're from. Explore Chicago or explore a little mom and pop wherever city that you are. So you want to create this community, allow people in, and then this will allow them to have an emotional connection to your brand because not only have you given them value throughout your emails and your social media and all of your marketing, you've also given them a place to have an emotional emotional connection with other people and a place for them to feel a part of something. So if you can create this community and allow other people to love your brand because of who your brand is, because of what you've given them, then this will come very naturally. Growth will come naturally. Happy retained customers will talk to other people and a lot of them about your brand. So if you can do something, if you can stand out from the crowd of every other store in your area, does not create a community like this, does not share value on their social media, if you can stand out from the crowd, your people will want to share your brand. And this is how you grow in every aspect of social media, of your email list, of sales, of profits. So those are my six pillars. It's mindset, aligning your company values with your target audience, having consistent branding, sharing value on your social media, having personable interaction, and creating community. Now that is a lot of information. That is an entire theory of marketing mapped into a little over 30 minutes. Now, you, you are in business to solve problems. You are in business to grow relationships, make people's lives better and easier, and the money will come. I promise you, I have tested and researched and proven this strategy to work with people. So if you have a more human-centric around your marketing, if you have a more heart-centric area around your marketing, you will make more money in general. So going back to that initial stat is if you can increase your customer retention by 5%, you can increase your profits by 25%. Now, how does all of this go back to customer retention? Now, if you create this little nest, this little community of your people on social media, again, you are staying very top of mind. So first you are trying to grow the base of your social media following. First, you are trying to grow that base of your social media following of your current customers. So in your store, in your products, whatever, promote your Instagram, promote your your group, whatever it is that you have, your Facebook, your LinkedIn, and get people in there. And then your customers, if they are happy customers, will want to share your information. They will be engaged. You have to have increased engagement, all of that. And then it will grow naturally because you already have this nest of very highly engaged buyers that want to share information about you and are excited to share your business. So they've already had a great customer experience with you. They go onto your social media, they give you a follow, and then they want to support you. 
And so if you can give them the correct content to share, you will grow. They, their, all of their audience then sees that information. Then they will follow you because their friend follows you and they like who, who you are. They've heard them talk about it. They've heard about you in the area. And then that is how you grow organically. So this is not just targeting to your, your current customers that you are funneling into your social media or your groups or your email marketing, but this is trying to grow to a new audience as well because of how much your current customers love you. All right, so we're looking at these six pillars. Now I want to give you some action items that you can do right now. I don't really like to overload you with action items because you're probably most likely driving, taking a walk, working and listening to me in the background or something like that because that is what I do with podcasts, maybe working out or something. But so I want to keep it super short, super easy and super actionable to do right now. I have an entire program on these six pillars. This is my follower to customer accelerator program. You get all of the foundations of your business. So I can give you a million action items on this, but I'm going to start with just a few. I'm going to start with three and then I might think of some as we go and add a few in there. (laughs) But my first one for you to do is to sit down if you do not have current company values figured out. Figure out who you want your company to be seen as. What do you want to be remembered as? Is this is this the company that has over-the-top quality? Is this the company that has a ton of variety of things? Is this the company that is so much fun when I go into their store? Is this the company that is really about sustainability or has really healthy food? Or what do you want to be known for? What is is your unique proposition about your business. So really get specific on what those values are and then share them. Figure out how you can create content in order to get there. You need to create content for those values and making sure that your values align with who it is that you actually sell to or who it is your audience is, is super important. My next action item for you today is to make a list of at least five different types of value you can share with your audience. What value can you give them that is going to respond, that is going to answer a question that they have, that is going to be applicable to their life that might not be directly, hey, buy my stuff. This might be just a, if you sell food, if you are a bar and you, maybe you just give them a recipe, maybe you give a quote, maybe you give a DIY, any of those, figure out five topics of value that you can give. And lastly, so you are going to be figuring out your values and you're going to be figuring out five topics of value that you can share with your audience. And then lastly, I want you to go in to people that have either, if you have a story out there on Instagram, on Facebook, if you um, if you have people that have commented on your stuff, I want you to interact with people that are interacting with you on Facebook. If someone has commented on your post, I want you to go back and comment back to them something meaningful. If on Instagram people watch your stories, your warm leads are the people that are within just watching your stories. Check out what stories they have posted 
posted and respond to them. If they have a story out there of them shoveling snow, you can be like, gosh, I am in Wisconsin and I am so sick of shoveling snow. Cannot wait for spring. How about you? Create a conversation, get into their direct messages. So it seems like you were going above and beyond in creating that relationship. And you are, you are going above and beyond. It doesn't just seem that way. You need to have that personable interaction. So sending five different direct messages to people that either interact with you, if they're commenting on your posts, if they're watching your stories and interacting with them to start the conversation. You can't always wait for your followers to start the conversation themselves because it won't happen. Some will hop into your messages and be like, hey, can I buy a custom order of this? But if you prompt it, if you tell them that they you are willing to have those personal interactions with them, they are more likely to reach out because again, they don't want to feel awkward if they're the first ones to reach out and then you don't respond or yada, yada, yada. So you, I want you to figure out your company values. I want you to figure out five different ways that you can share value. And I want you to interact with at least five people today and then start implementing other things. I will have a lot more information on new wave relationship marketing. I could do a full episode. I could do multiple full episodes on each pillar. And this is what my follower to customer accelerator social media coaching uh, program is. It's my one-on-one coaching program. It's all about getting the foundation set and going on from there. So that is new wave relationship marketing in a gist. If you have any questions on it, because I know it's super dense, hop into my direct messages on LinkedIn or on Instagram at this is hive. Check me out. Hang out with me there. I share a lot more content on there about this as well. And it will absolutely transform your business if you start implementing some of these strategies. Quick recap of the six pillars, mindset, heart-centric, long-term mindset, aligning your company values with your super specific target audience, having consistent branding, sharing value with your audience, having personable interaction and creating a community around your brand. Now, those are very large overarching things, but there are a lot of things that you can piece out to this. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the podcast. If you are not already, leave a review and let me know what more information you would like to see. Hop into my direct messages at This Is Hive on social media, and I would be happy to answer any questions as always on your business directly about anything that you would need. So I hope you enjoyed that podcast. There are a lot more to come. Subscribe for next week. I will be putting out another podcast on Tuesday. So thank you so much for listening and I will chat with you next week.